So Genesis 24, verse 1, if you have it, we've been reading this every week. It says, Now Abraham was old, advanced in age, and the Lord had blessed Abraham in every way. I want you to say with me, the Lord had blessed Abraham in every way. All right, let's try that again. The Lord had blessed Abraham in every way. Y Jehová había bendecido a Abraham en todas maneras. How many of you want God to bless you in every way? We're not talking about just financial provision. We're talking about spiritual provision. We're talking about blessing in our health. We're talking about blessing in our emotions, blessing in our mind, blessing in our efforts, our, our uh, finances to be sure, our relationships. God blessed Abraham in every way. Dios bendijo a Abraham. En todas maneras, físicamente, emocionalmente, espiritualmente, en sus relaciones personales con, con su familia, Dios bendijo a Abraham. And we saw last week that if we're in Christ, then you and I have the blessing of Abraham on our life. You remember that? Vimos la semana pasada que si usted y yo estamos en Cristo, que tenemos la bendición de Abraham sobre nuestra vida. Say amen if you have the blessing of Abraham on your life. All right. So we're talking about what are the conditions for being able to have that kind of blessing in every way. And we have looked at a couple of things. Tonight we're going to look at another one. Proverbs chapter 3. Proverbios capítulo 3, verso 9 al 10. Proverbs chapter 3, verse 9 through 10. It says, Honor the Lord from your wealth and from the first of all your produce, so your barns will be filled with plenty, and your vats will overflow with new wine. And tonight we're going to be talking about honoring God. Esta noche vamos a hablar sobre honrar a Dios con su provisión. Let's pray. Father, I thank you tonight for the opportunity to be in your house of prayer. I thank you for the presence of the Holy Spirit among us. And I thank you that we have the living and powerful word of God that we can study and grow from. And tonight I pray that you would anoint these lips of clay to teach the word of God, and that you would anoint the hearing of this congregation, that they might hear the word and receive it as seed sown into the fertile soil of their hearts. Can the church say amen? Amen. amen. Praise the Lord. Honor the Lord from your wealth. This is the third condition for the provision of God. Esta la tercer Condición para la provisión de Dios. We talked about the fact that God gives us provision in order to do good works. Hablamos de que Dios nos da uh, su provisión para hacer buenas obras. Then we talked about the fact that God gives provision when we uh, do things with the right motive and the right attitude. Hablamos de que Dios nos bendice cuando hacemos las cosas con un buen motivo una buena actitud. You remember he told Israel that he was going to bless them because they obeyed him with all of their heart. So it wasn't good enough just to obey. He wanted them to do it with their heart. Dios le dijo a Abraham, leímos la palabra a Moisés, en Deuteronomio 28, leímos la semana pasada, que él quería darle a Israel su bendición si ellos le obedecían con todo su corazón. Así que a Dios le importa más la actitud de tu corazón que la obediencia. God wants your obedience to come out of the attitude 
of your heart. How many of you have a good attitude toward God? ¿Cuántos tienen una buena actitud hacia Dios? Some people get embittered over time and they have a negative attitude toward God. You might think, how is that even possible? I've heard people say, Pastor, I'm mad at God. I've heard other people say, uh, I don't want anything to do with God or I'm frustrated with God. And they treat God like they would treat somebody that is their equal. Friend, God will bless those who honor him with their heart. Dios va a bendecir a aquellos que lo honran con su corazón. And so I want us to look at what are some principles for honoring God with our finances. ¿Cuáles son algunos principios que debemos seguir para honrar a Dios con nuestras finanzas? First of all, I want you to know this. That stewardship is not partial, but it's total. La mayordomía no es algo parcial, es algo total. What do you mean, Pastor? I mean this, that when we talk about stewarding God's resources, we're talking about every resource. Cuando hablamos de, de la mayordomía, estamos hablando de que Dios quiere que seamos manejadores, buenos administradores de todos nuestros recursos. Your time is a resource. Su tiempo es un recurso. And you know that you don't have any more time than I have. And we don't have any more time than Bill Gates has. And nobody has more than 24 hours in a day. And so when we say God wants us to use our time wisely, we're talking about a resource. Your, your relationships are a resource. How do you treat the people in your life? Some of us manage our money better than we manage our relationships. And God wants us to manage our relationships well. He wants us to manage our relationships according to his word. A veces manejamos nuestras, nuestro dinero mejor que nuestras relaciones, pero nuestra relación es un recurso. How many of you would say that the relationships God has put in your life make you rich spiritually? Say, yeah, come on. Uh, you know, if you're married, you should have said amen three times in a row, right? Uh, how many of you would say that the relationships God has put in your life have made you rich? Amen. Yeah. Somebody, I think it was Elizabeth Elliot, she said, Sir, next time you are complaining about your wife, remember what it was like to wake up with no one next to you. Those relationships have added something to your life. The church should be saying amen. <laughs> And how are you stewarding those relationships? So we're going to talk about that tonight because the scripture is clear on the fact that we are not just stewards of money, but we're stewards of all of life. Our time, our money, our gifts, our talents, our relationships. And when we honor God in those things, His blessings come on us. When you honor God, you are opening the tap of resource and blessing into your life. Cuando usted honra a Dios, usted está abriendo la llave de bendición hacia su vida. And that tap of blessing is so important that if you and I ignore it, we're going to miss out on some of the things God wants us to have. A veces vamos a perder lo que Dios quiere que nosotros tengamos. So keep your keep your Bible open the book of Proverbs and we're going to look at several Proverbs tonight 
And we're going to we're going to see what God's word has to say about honoring God with our money. Is it all right if we talk about money? That was so weak. All right. Is it all right if we talk about money? All right. I'm going to I have to pull up some notes here because I didn't jot this down. But go, first of all, to Proverbs 11. 24 and 25. Proverbios 11, 24 al 25. Proverbs, uh, Proverbs 11, verse 24 through 25. Last week I told you there was no excuse for us not to learn. Do you remember that? Yes? Okay, how many of you have memorized our memory verse for this class? Sister Janie, you have it? Somebody back there, is that Angela? All right, your turn. Go for it. Uh, I snuck up on her. Good. Amen. Let's give her a hand. <laughs> My beloved, I would that you would prosper and be in good health, even as your soul prospers. All right. Did you find Proverbs 11, 25? So I was, uh, I challenged you to read some books last week, didn't I? Did anybody read a new book this week? Brother Chano? You read the book of Leviticus? All right. Somebody else read a new book this week? Brother Oscar? You're halfway through the book of Proverbs? Good. All right. Anybody else? All right. We're gonna, I'm going to keep asking you this question every week because there are there's knowledge out there that you need. My people perish for the lack of knowledge. I commend you for being here tonight, but you have several other good days throughout the week where you can go and maybe take a little while. You start reading a book and filling your heart with with wisdom that God has given somebody else. Can we say amen? amen. All right. All right. Proverbs 11, 24. There is one who scatters and yet increases all the more. And there is one who withholds what is justly due, and yet it results only in want. A generous man will prosper, and he who waters will himself be watered. Sister, could you put that up on the screen in Spanish, please? Listen to that. There is one who scatters, and the idea there is someone who scatters seed. Hay uno que desparrama o... Siembra y dice la palabra del Señor que crece aún más. El, uh, verse 24, please. Hay quienes reparten y les añadi añadió más y hay quienes son 
escasos más que lo que es justo, más viene la pobreza. Verse 25. El alma liberal será engordada. That's a good word. Y el que saciare, él también será saciado. The King James says that the generous soul will be made fat. All right. I like the New American Standard Version better. Here's the thing. We think if I give something away, I'm going to have less. La idea humana es que si yo doy algo, voy a tener menos. But the word says there's one who scatters and yet increases all the more. Hay uno que reparte y crece. Y hay otro que no reparte nada, sino se queda con todo y queda en la necesidad. There's someone who gives and yet increases, and then there's one who gives nothing. He withholds more than is due, and he ends up in lack. How many of you have seen this principle? Right, I want to talk to you about something. The, the, the word scatters referring to seed. La palabra reparte en lo primero refiere a la semilla. Everything that you and I give is a seed or can be a seed. Lo que usted damos, usted y yo damos es una semilla. If you give a love to somebody, you are scattering, you are sowing love. It's, you can sow peace. You can sow favor into somebody's life. Usted puede repartir amor, puede repartir gozo, puede repartir favor a la vida de una persona. And, and, you, can, and you can sow the seed of, of money as well. Podemos repartir también la semilla del dinero. And the principle is such that God says, the more you sow, I'm going to increase your life. Entre que usted siembre y reparta, yo voy a engrandecer tu vida. Es la promesa que Dios tiene para nosotros aquí. El alma generosa prosperará. The generous soul will prosper. So you might look around and say, I don't have anything. But you have to start sowing with what you have in order to have more. Usted tiene que comenzar a sembrar con lo que tiene antes de poder tener más. You want more love in your life? You got to sow more love. You want compassion in your life? You have to sow compassion. You want mercy? You have to sow mercy. Are we good sowers around here? Si usted quiere compasión, tiene que sembrar compasión. Quiere misericordia, tiene que sembrar misericordia. Quiere tener gozo entre sus relaciones, hay que sembrar eso. And if you want financial provision, then you have to start scattering your seed and putting putting your finances toward the work of God, toward the, the well-being of the, of the kingdom of God and the well-being of others. And God says, he who scatters is going to increase because a generous soul will prosper. And then it says, and he who waters will himself be watered. El que, el que da agua, el que riega una labor también, Será, se le dará agua. This is an important principle because this is a law of reciprocity. When you water, 
When you, when you give grace to somebody, when you give kindness to somebody, when you give joy into somebody's life, you're ensuring that those things are going to come back into your life. How many of you have received joy? How many of you have received grace? You got mercy when you didn't deserve it? Yeah, so all of us have a lot from which to go and give to somebody else. But oftentimes, we withhold those things, and then we find a lack in our life. But I read last week that the Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want. That means that if I uh, sow into these good things, they're going to return to my life. Does that make sense? That's so basic, it's, it should, shouldn't even have to be very well explained. But that is the truth of God's word. All right, let's go to Proverbs 27, verse 23. Proverbios 27, verso 23. Proverbs 27, 23. All right. Got it? It says, Know well the condition of your flocks, and pay attention to your herds. For riches are not forever, nor does a crown endure to all generations. When the grass disappears and new growth is seen, and the herbs of the mountains are gathered in, the lambs will be for your clothing, and the goats will bring the price of a field. And there will be goats' milk enough for your food, for the food of your household and sustenance for your maidens. All right, that says a whole lot. Proverbio 27, verso 23. Let's see that in, ver- in Spanish, please. Considera atentamente al aspecto de tus ovejas. Pon tu corazón a tus rebaños. Right, if you're taking notes or right there in your Bible, right next to verse 1, I want you to write this down. Take care of your producers. Ahí contra el verso 1 escribe, cuida tus producidores. I think that's a good word. Productores. Productores. Now, I want you to look and, and just kind of study your life. Because you have producers in your life. Things that are producing well-being in your life. Todos nosotros tenemos productores en nuestra vida. Cosas y personas que producen algo bueno. Una bendición para nosotros. Now scripture says to give uh, careful attention to your flock. Your flock is your your production ability. Su rebaño es su habilidad para producir. Now, we don't grow sheep around here, but you, you all have different kinds of ways that God has put in your life to produce things. You might have a wife that produces great meals. Yeah, all right, we have one. Maybe she produces lifetime happiness and companionship. Enjoy. Come on, brothers. I'm giving you so much material here tonight. 
Maybe you have a husband that brings home the bacon. Yeah? If you had mine out there week two. Maybe you have a husband that provides protection, stability, hard worker. All right, now here's something I want you to notice. Oftentimes, we focus a lot more on things that don't produce anything in our lives. A veces enfocamos mucho tiempo en cosas que no producen nada. Y luego vemos a los productores. Then we look at the producers and wonder, why are you making my life so miserable or hard or challenging? Here's the thing. If you, if you take some sheep, there's a great saying about preaching. It says you can, you can um, shear a sheep many times, but you can skin them only once. Se dice de, para los pastores que se puede, um, how do you say shear? No, ¿cómo le quitan la lana a una oveja? No, apresurar no. ¿Cómo? Bueno, no hallamos la palabra. Trasquilar. Se puede, tras, es trasquilar. Se puede trasquilar una oveja, pero se le, que, se le puede quitar el cuero solo una vez. So a sheep can be sheared many times. It's producing wool. But if you skin that baby, you're done. And if you skin your producers, you're done. Si usted le quita la lana a la oveja, lo puede hacer muchas veces, pero si le quita el cuero, ya se la acabó. Y a veces estamos pelando al productor. Is God speaking to us tonight? All right. In school, you might have read of Aesop's fables. Anybody remember Aesop's fables? Aesop said there was a farmer who was suffering lack this is not in the Bible, okay, so don't, don't look for it in the Bible. Uh, he was suffering like, and he prayed that God would provide. Una, una leyenda dice que un, una, un uh, campesino estaba orando diciendo, Señor, yo necesito provisión. He went out to the uh, chickens in the morning, and he found a golden egg. Y fue entre las gallinas en la mañana y salió un huevo de oro. You guys remember this story? Yeah, and every morning he would go out and find a golden egg, and he was becoming a rich man. Todos los días él salía a hallarse un huevo de oro, y se estaba enriqueciendo, estaba pagando los biles. Then one day he decided, why don't I just get all the golden eggs at once? Luego un día decidió que se iba, iba a llevar todos los huevos de oro en un, en un solo golpe, y fue y mató el pollo. And he went and killed the chicken, ripped it in half, and guess what? No golden egg. He killed his producer. Mató el pollo y se le acabaron los huevos de oro porque había matado al productor. Some of you are killing your producer. Algunos de ustedes están matando a sus productores. So, I believe God's speaking to somebody tonight. Because your children are producers. 
Say, Pastor, my children are consumption uh, agents. That might be true, but they've produced a lot for you, haven't they? They brought joy. Someday they're going to come home and not stay, but they're just going to come home to visit. And they're going to maybe bring back some benefit into your life. You guys should be praying for these things. Ustedes tienen hijos, sus hijos son productores. Aunque a veces, aunque cuando son chiquitos son consumidores, pero el día llega cuando un hijo regresa algo a sus padres. Y se hace un productor. Cuiden a sus hijos. Trátelos bien. Treat your children right. Teach them. Treat your wife, treat your husband well. Because those are the most, the, the producers that are closest to you. Esos son los productores más acerca a ti. But there's other producers. How many have a job? ¿Cuántos tienen un trabajo, un empleado? You know, I don't understand why people have a job, they get a regular paycheck, they have a producer in their life, then they go and talk about their boss and tear down their company. You're, you're killing your chicken. <laughs> I've gone to stores sometimes where you know that the employee does not want to be there. But on payday, they're glad to be there. And they're draining their producer. You can only mistreat your producer so long before you have ruined it. So God tells us, pay careful attention to your producer. I'm going to tell you one other thing that's a producer in your life. It's your church. How many of you have a church? Amen. Amen. All right. That's what I thought. You know, your, what, does your church produce anything in your life? Amen. Amen. Then don't leave here ever and talk about your church. Don't run it down. Can't see everyone avoiding eye contact tonight. <laughs> Otro de los productores que hay en nuestra vida es la iglesia. La iglesia produce algo en tu vida. Así que no hables de tu iglesia si no es bueno. No digas que esto, que lo otro. No. Si es algo productivo en tu vida, habla bien de ello. Tu empleado, tu trabajo, habla bien de ello. Haz lo, lo bueno para ello. Invierte. So you should invest in your church. Invest in the house that God has put you in. Invierte en la casa que Dios te ha dado. Because it's producing something for your life. Está produciendo algo para tu vida. I look at some of you, and you're the third generation of family members who've come to this church, and now you're raising the fourth or fifth. That's a, that's a long run for a church. It's been producing something in your life, so water it. Riega tu iglesia. Pon agua en ella. Invierte en ella. Cuida de tus productores. Be careful about your producers. Uh, maybe you own a business. How many of you own a business? All right. That, that's going to be a growing number around here. How many of you want to own a business? Raise your hand. All right, we got to have a little more faith in here. How many of you want to own a business? All right. 
if you own a business and all you do is take from the business and you don't build it up, si usted es dueño de un negocio y no invierte en el negocio, se lo va a acabar. If you have employees and you don't take care of them, you're going to run out of employees. Si usted tiene trabajadores y no los cuida, se le van a acabar. Am I making some sense tonight? Right, now let's look at what the word says here. Verse 27, verse, uh, verso 24. La riqueza no es para siempre y la corona, la corona no es para todas las generaciones. Riches are not forever, nor does the crown endure to all generations. That word riches is literally the word possessions. La palabra riqueza significa posesiones. Las posesiones, lo material, no dura para siempre. Material things do not last forever. And the privileges of wealth, which is what the word crown implies, is not for every generation. Y el privilegio de la abundancia o de la riqueza no es para todas las generaciones. So God is telling us, take care of your producers because the thing they're producing is going to rust. If, you're, if, you're, if your job is producing a salary for you and all you're worried about is a salary and you're not worried about keeping that company growing and becoming a better company, someday your money that you made from that company is going to run out. But that company is going to keep producing if you've invested into it. This is a continual process. The same thing happens in relationships. If you don't put into it, you're not going to be able to take anything out of it. Lo mismo pasa en una relación. El resultado, el producto de una relación y un matrimonio tiene, no, no es para siempre. Tienes que siempre estar invirtiendo. Well, I took her to dinner three weeks ago. You should be happy about it. That was three weeks ago, right? You got to invest something else now. Well, I told him I loved him in 1969. Well, the sun has set a few times since then. Well, I told my children I was proud of them in the second grade, but now they're in, in their senior year. They need to hear you build into their life. Si usted, si usted no invierte tiempo y cariño en sus relaciones, se le van a secar, se van a acabar. Porque el resultado, el producto, no es lo que es importante. Es el productor el que tienes que mantener y cuidar. Listen, he says in verse 26, the lambs will be for your clothing. So if you protect your producers, he says, they're going to clothe you. How many of you like new clothes? Okay, very few of you. Uh, the goats will bring at the price of a field. How many of you would like to own your house? How many of you would like to own some land around your house? Someday, not too far from today, I'm going to be preaching, and I'm going to say, how many of you own your house? You can say, amen. And how many of you own the land around your house? You can say, amen. Right? But right now, <laughs> we know what our goal is. But he said, if you 
take care of what I've put in your life that produces something for you. I am going to make that thing clothe you and, and buy the fields that you want. What else is it going to do? It's going to provide milk and food for your household, and it's going to sustain your children and inheritance. Sounds like a good deal to me. Mire lo que hace cuando usted protege sus productores. Verso 26 dice que le dará ropa, le ayudará a comprar la labor. ¿Usted quiere, quiere ser dueño de su casa? ¿Quiere ser dueño de una labor? Entonces cuide sus productores. Le va a dar leche para comida, comida para su casa y va a mantener a sus hijos. Eso habla de una herencia. Are you protecting your producers? If you have a gift, especially in our day, you can't, you can't sit still, right? You have to keep working that gift, improving it. What happened to people that didn't learn how to use computers? They only use typewriters. They're in high demand now, aren't they? No. They can't get a job. No, I'm not going to learn how to touch a computer. That scares me. Just a typewriter, that's good enough for me. And guess what? Nobody uses a typewriter. But the person that said, you know what? I'm 60, but I'm going to learn how to use a computer. I'm going to learn how to Google. See, some of us take that for granted, but you might have a mom or dad that learning how to Google would dra drastically improve their life. I remember the day my mom learned how to YouTube. <laughs> Learn how to use a smartphone. Why? Because otherwise you're just going to get left behind. Those are producers in your life. You keep learning. You keep investing into your gifts. If you know how to play an instrument, learn how to play it better. Keep working at it. If you're a singer, keep singing. Uh, in, uh, grow that gift. Tiene que estar produciendo o, o invirtiendo en su don. Siga aprendiendo. Si usted tiene un oficio, un talento, no puede quedarse atrás con lo que aprendió hace 10 años. Usted tiene que seguir aprendiendo porque ese es el productor que Dios ha puesto en su vida. You should not be able to come in this church for five years and five years later be the same spot you were when you started. God forbid. How many of you have made some progress? All right. So that's an important principle. Let's, let's move on. Vamos a seguir adelante. Proverbs 19, 17. Proverbio 19, 17. Pause right there. Just, just pray with me for a minute. Just lift your hands. And I want you to say, Lord... Help me to know what my producers are and to take care of them. Help me to invest my time and my energy and my care into the lives of my family, of my spouse, of the company that I work for, of my church. Let me be productive. Diga, Señor, ayúdame a invertir tiempo, 
y cariño en las cosas y en las personas que están produciendo bien en mi vida. Amen. Amen. All right. I want you to, I want you to leave here with that on your mind, and I want you to start looking around. How can I invest in my wife? How can I invest in my husband? How can I invest in my children? Look, that video game that you buy them is going to rust. Probably rust their brain, too. But you spend time with them. Take them camping, fishing, get on a bike. Spend time with them, and that is going to clothe them and buy fields for them and provide milk for them and bless their children. Take your wife on a walk. Talk. Spend time together. Protect your producer. And watch what God will do. All right, 1917. Proverbio 19, 17. Got it? Proverb 19:17. Proverbio 19, 17. The one who is gracious to a poor man lends to the Lord, and he will repay him for his good deeds. Dice que el que, el que le da al pobre le presta a Jehová. Y Jehová le pagará por su buena obra. Is that not a good verse? He who, he who gives to the poor does what? Lends to the Lord. You, re you realize that one of the promises of blessing that God gave Israel was he said, I will open the good storehouse of heaven. And I will send rain in due season, and you will lend and not borrow. Una de las bendiciones que Dios le dijo a Israel que él iba a dar, él les dijo, yo abriré las ventanas de los cielos, derramaré uh, lluvia en debido tiempo, y prestarás, y no pedirás prestado. And here we read that when you give to the poor, you're actually lending to God. You think God pays back his loans? ¿Será que Dios paga lo que le prestas? ¿O será como mi abuelo que decía, escríbelo en una barra de hielo? My grandfather would say, just write your loan on a block of ice going to melt away and I won't owe you anymore. God's not that kind of God, right? He says, when you help the poor, someone in need, you're lending to me. And I'm going to repay it. Él dice, si tú le das al pobre, le vas a prestar a Dios y Dios te lo va a pagar. And there's a lot of things that you and I can do and have done, I know you've done, for people. But you didn't see a result or a return. But God has or will bring return to your life. 
You see, you thought, well, let me put it to you like this. Somebody might come to you and say, can I borrow? And you're thinking, if I lend you the money, you ain't never going to pay me back. I already know you. Quizá alguien le dijo, préstame. Y usted dijo, si yo le presto, nunca me va a pagar. In the, in the nation of Israel, there was a law, the law of Jubilee. En la nación de Israel había una ley, la ley de jubileo. Every seven years, all debts were forgiven. Cada siete años, todas las deudas eran pagadas o se olvidaban. And the Lord said, some of, some of you might have a situation where Say in year number six or some in year number five, dijo el Señor, a lo mejor en el año quinto o el año seis, alguien va a venir y te va a decir, préstame. He said, somebody might come to year in year five or six, close to the year of, de of uh, debts being forgiven, and say, lend me some money. And you're going to say, well, if you don't pay me back in two years, I'm out. Dijo el Señor, y vas a pensar, si, si faltan dos años para el año de jubileo, y si no me pagas antes de eso, me voy a perder el dinero. Pero el Señor le dijo, the Lord said to the nation of Israel, don't do that to your brother. What was he really saying? He was saying, if your brother can't pay you back, look at me. I'm your source. ¿Qué está diciendo el Señor? Si tu hermano te puede pagar, yo soy tu recurso. So here's the word of advice. Don't lend away, don't live, don't lend any money you can't afford to give away. No prestes lo que no puedes dar. Si no te lo, si no lo puedes dar, no lo prestes, porque si no te lo dan, vas a pensar, cada vez que ves a ese hermano, mil dólares. And the problem is, if you give, if you lend something you can't afford to give away, now every time you see your brother at church, you're going to say, thousand bucks. <laughs> yeah, at, at, at Thanksgiving dinner, right? Like, pass the turkey, turkey. <laughs> Have you... <laughs> Yeah, okay, I'll just leave it at that. But, <laughs> but what is the Lord saying? He's saying, I don't want you to ever think that your brother paying you back is your source. I'm your source. When you give to the poor, you help the poor. You are lending to the Lord. So now, if you come and ask me for money, guess what I'm going to tell you? No. Because I'm not going to be preaching and looking at you and saying, a thousand bucks. Okay, <laughs> I'm just clarifying this issue because some of you are looking at me with bank with banker eyes, like like oh, no. <laughs> the year of jubilee passed. Okay, so. Well, you understand what we're saying? The source is God. He says, "I will repay." All right. This is a this is an important principle for us to learn. 
Proverbs 21, go to 21, 13. Proverbio 21, 13. He who shuts his ear to the cry of the poor will also cry himself, and no one will answer. Dice, el que cierra su oído al clamor del pobre llorará y no se le oirá. Does God want us to take care of the poor? Yes. All right. So when we do that, we're honoring him. Cuando hacemos eso, cuando honramos al pobre o ayudamos al pobre, estamos honrando Adiós. All right, Proverbs 28:13, Proverbios 20, pardon, 28:27. He who gives to the poor will never lack, but he who shuts his eyes will have many curses. El que le da al pobre no le faltará. Pero el que cierra sus ojos tendrá muchas maldiciones. So God is serious about us giving to the poor. You know, sometimes somebody might come up to you on the street and say, uh, can I have? And you know what goes through our mind, right? We're probably going to go smoke or drink. And we do have to be wise. But I think the natural reaction of a believer is generosity. El, el, el resultado natural de un creyente debe ser la generosidad. Porque Dios ha sido generoso con nosotros. God has been generous with us. Now, if that person misuses it, who are they going to answer to? God. But who did you lend it to? God. So the source remains God. Dios sigue siendo el recurso. All right, Proverbs 22, Proverbio 22, 6 y 7. Proverbs 22, 6 and 7. This is probably not one you want to hear tonight, but we're going to hear it. We're talking about honoring God as a condition for abundance. Estamos hablando de honrar a Dios como condición de su abundancia. Now, I, I'm going to focus on verse 7, but I want you to see what verse 6 says because it's very well known. Look at what verse 6 says. Train up a child in the way he should go. Even when he is old, he will not depart from it. Verso 6 nos dice, Instruye al niño en su carrera y cuando se hiciere viejo no se apartará de ella. But look at what the next verse says. It's in connection to that. Verso 7. The rich rules over the poor, and the borrower becomes the lender's slave. El rico gobierna o señorea sobre el pobre, y el que pide prestado es esclavo al que le presta. So here's a principle that is in God's word, which I think you and I need to take very close into consideration, is that indebtedness is a means of slavery. La deuda es, un, es una forma de esclavitud. 
And I believe it's God's will for his church to be debt free. Yo creo que es la voluntad de Dios que su iglesia esté sin deudas. Now, I know that's a little harder to swallow. Because you may have taken on some debt, quizá ya tiene deuda en su vida. I believe God, if you will give him your time and your attention, he'll teach you how to get out of debt. Okay, we offer a class here at the church called Financial Peace. It gives you a good strategy for getting out of debt. You know, we have to fight with something in our culture. Tenemos que pelear contra algo en nuestra cultura. There's two things. There's instant gratification and delayed gratification. Hay algo que se llama uh, gratificación instantánea y gratificación uh, esperada. Instant gratification is the way our culture runs. We got to have it now. I can't live without that couch. I can't watch football on, any on the screen uh, that's too small. I got to have that TV now. My neighbor got a new car. I got to have a car, a new car. And the, the culture tells us you have to get it now. But instant gratification is not the way of wisdom. And it's not the way of the word. Delayed gratification is the way of wisdom. When you say, I'm going to delay my gratification to do this right, to, to think about it. Maybe you need to save up instead of using a credit card or, or, or a uh, payday loan or 180 days same as cash. Because the insurance world is, is or the, the credit world is making, it's making itself rich and we're making ourselves poor. Because the borrower becomes a servant to the lender. I hope tonight that I can be successful in, in putting a burden in your heart to say, God, I want to be debt free. La, la deuda es una esclavitud. Y en la, en la gratificación instantánea, a veces decimos, yo necesito esto ahorita, el sofá, televisión nueva uh, o carro nuevo. Y por eso vamos y nos endeudamos y en vez de tener libertades, más esclavitud, y se usan los recursos de una manera que no es sabia. Y la palabra del Señor nos hace claro que Dios quiere que su pueblo esté sin deudas. He wants a, a, his people to be debt free. We would, we would say most likely that the, the debt that God would allow would be a mortgage. But even uh, that's so far from the way we spend money in America. We've, we've, we pay for restaurants on debt. I'm not saying we because I'm included because I don't do that. But in general, our culture, we buy what we want now. Got to have it now. And instead of becoming free, we end up, work, I mean, think about it. The definition of slavery is working hard for somebody else. And that's what indebtedness does. It makes you work hard for somebody else. And so, uh, instant gratification is not just in money, but it can be in a lot of things. How many, how many people have ruined their marriage because they want an instant gratification? 
preachers have lost their ministry because they want an instant gratification. People have lost their life even because they had to have it now, the pleasure of it now. And friend, that is the enemy's strategy to steal from you. Muchos han perdido su vida aún su, o su ministerio por quererlo ya, ahorita. Y no, puedes, no es necesariamente no, solamente el dinero, puede ser uh, muchas otras cosas, placeres de este mundo que la carne dice lo necesitas ya. Y se forman cadenas en la vida de el, el, el Hijo de Dios. And so I want us to believe this in our heart that God wants us to be the lender, not the borrower. That he wants us to be debt free. I want to I want to run this calculation with you. We're about to we're about to close, but get get out your phone calculator. I'm gonna pick on something because it's easy to pick on. I'm not gonna ask for a show of hands, but how many of you have cable? ¿Cuántos tienen cable? Okay. Now, I'm not here to tell you that cable is a sin. Okay, no le voy a decir que el cable es un pecado. But I just want you, to, I want you to think about this. Put in there your monthly cable bill. What's a good average cable bill? ¿Qué es el precio de un, uh, de, del cable para la televisión? $80, dollars $80, $90? Somebody's like, where'd you get that deal? <laughs> <laughs> okay, let's go with 90. 90 times a year, that's 12. How much is that? $1,000. $1,080. Would that help a mortgage payment? $90 en cable cada mes hacen $1,080 en un año. Now, let's multiply that by 10. How many of you had cable for about 10 years? How much? 10 years? 10 años is 10,000 dollars. 10,800 dollars. In 10 years, that's 10,800 dollars. Did you know that cable was worth that much to you? Vale tanto así el cable. You probably don't even watch it. Now, would that make a difference on your mortgage? ¿Haría eso una diferencia en el pago de tu casa? A cable's going to write me an ugly letter tomorrow. <laughs> now, think about that. I mean, I don't know how long you've had cable. Most people maybe 10 20 years even. Now, I'm not here to tell, tell you cut your cable, okay? But maybe you should. I don't know. It, here's why I'm telling you. There are some things that aren't worth as much as you think they are. I would say it's probably better to put a thousand extra dollars toward that field that you want to own. And spend time with your family instead of watching TV. 
Pastor, we're not Amish. <laughs> Quizás sea una mejor inversión para usted poner mil dólares extra en, en la casa, en, en ese terreno que usted quiere y pasar el tiempo con su familia en vez de la televisión. How much, how much of a blessing has cable really been? You realize that the enemy robs us blind. A veces el enemigo nos roba. I haven't had cable ever in my adult life. Because I decided I don't have time for it. Yo no tengo tiempo para el cable. Pero cuando yo me comencé a figurar esta semana el, el precio. How many of you came to higher than 10,000? Nobody wants to say on cable. A few of you. Okay. Now, maybe maybe uh, cable is a luxury you can afford. That's fine. What I'm saying is that instant gratification is robbing you of, of the product of your hard work. La gratificación instantánea nos está robando del producto de nuestro trabajo. Right. Has God spoken to our hearts tonight? All right, let's, let's bow our heads and say this with me. Lord, your word says that if any man lacks wisdom, he should ask of the Father who gives it freely and without reproach, and it shall be given unto him. We need your wisdom tonight. Now, right there in your quiet prayer, I want you to ask the Lord to give you wisdom in your finances. Diga, Señor, tu palabra dice que el que le falte sabiduría le pida al Padre y Él se la dará. Y esta noche yo te pido sabiduría. Ahora, ahí en su oración, dígale al Señor lo que usted La, la sabiduría que usted necesita. You might need wisdom for your relationships, wisdom for your finances, wisdom for your child raising. I don't have all the answers, but God's word does. And if I can just point your heart toward the direction of God's word tonight, I'll have done my job. Give us wisdom, O oh God. Because your word says that he who, he who follows instruction will come to prosperity. We want to honor you. And in honoring you, untap the flow of blessing into every area of our lives. And Father, we stand on the assurance of that truth tonight. Help us to see where the enemy is robbing us. Help us to see where he's taking our time, our energy, our talent. Make us fruitful in our day.